Today, we're going to talk about something that is a very touchy subject for, for all of us. And today, it's going to uh, illuminate, um, I believe, to some of us, and it may frustrate some others of us, where we're like, well, I don't, I don't know that I agree with that. Cool. That's my job, by the way, is to make you angry. Uh, angry enough to go read the Bible and prove me wrong. Like, and I can guarantee you, I'm not saying because I'm right about everything, but I approach this with the Spirit of God. And if you find something in Scripture that I've taught wrong, I will stand up here in front of everybody and say, I was wrong. This is, this, I, I got it wrong. And then I'm going to hand you the mic and say, now teach. I'm just kidding. I won't do that part. But please, we want to know if we're wrong. Because we want to know the Spirit of God and what he meant. Far be it from us to take Scripture and just read it and say, that's what it says. So that's what I want it to mean. We did that on Wednesday night. We took some scriptures. It was really interesting and fun. And uh, we took some scriptures and we said, well, what does this mean? And we found out that when we take it in our own view, we could make it say that Jesus lied. Do you know you could do that with the Bible? Don't do that. But you could. That's why we want to say, no, lose our thoughts and our minds and let's understand what the Spirit says to it. Okay, so that's why those scriptures are there is so you can go and study and do and it all has to do with the, the subject matter that we're on. Okay, so today is the first this is like a sub series. Okay, so like we're in the Holy Spirit series. And today is starting part one of three parts about the gifts of the Spirit. This is a source of contention of like none other. Because there are groups of believers that they're called cessationists, okay? Which means it ceased. All of these are gone, done with, they're over. Then there's another group over here called continuationists, I think. They need to come up with better names of this. But continuationists, meaning they continue. We still have them today and stuff like that. Then you have people standing over here and saying, yeah, they're both crazy because none of it's even real. Everybody argues about this. Everybody argues about healing. Is it real? Tongues, is it real? Prophecy, is it real? Like, like all of it. Just name something. We're going to argue about it. We're really good at that. And today is starting the beginning to look at all of these things. There's going to be some things that are pretty interesting and pretty cool, and I hope I do it a good job. There's one little piece, guys, that I'm going to share with you today that's going to get a little in the weeds with language. Okay? And when I say a little in the weeds, meaning I'm, I'm going to talk about a few things because it is kind of important to know. And I'm not trying to sound all so eloquent and, oh, you know, I've got it all put together. I'm not trying to do that. I'm not trying to, to, to confuse. Um, I just want you to know where this information comes from. So when we get and we talk about that part, don't let your eyes glaze over like English class. Uh, don't let that happen. Just stay with me in that part, Okay. Everybody cool? That's why we record it, so you can go back and listen to it four or five times, okay? So, this is week five. Week one, we called You Don't Know Spirit, and we found out we really don't even know how to define the word spirit, and we redefined it and understood that in Scripture it means breath, life, the very vitality, the thing itself, and we found out that it really is the expression of God here on earth. In us, through us, around us, that is what, when we say spirit, that is what we're referring to. And then week two, we... We understood what that spirit is, which is, is God in earth. It is him. God is the spirit. And we talked about how those that worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. And the father is seeking such to worship him. And we, and we, we looked at this word truth and it, and, it, and it hurt so good. Because it was the fact that truth meant something that is not fragile, Something that is constant, something that is consistent, frail, not frail. And I found out for me, my worship was quite frail and still is, honestly. Yesterday, I was tired and I was like, oh. I decided we, like, we, we left here and I went to go home to build some shelves, me and shelves. <laughs> and I built some good ones, okay? And I go and I build, and I'm like, yeah, I'm feeling good. And we sit on the back patio, and we're just talking and everything. I'm like, I do not want to go finish studying. And I found out in that moment, that scripture came up and said, true worship, or is it frail because you're tired? 
And that's something that we need to let God just check us constantly. You know, is it, is it true worship or is it just because you're tired? Is it, is it frail? Because that's for me. That hit me big when we, when we understood that. Now, the next week we talked about being full of spirit. We understood that we, we have spirit, but that doesn't mean we have spirit. Yes, we do we have spirit. How about you? Do they not cheerlead anymore? Okay. Is that a thing? Okay, there we go. All right. So we talk about we have spirit, but, but we're not full of it. And the way you know that you're full of it is when that's all that comes out of you. Scripture tells us in Matthew and Luke that says, from out of the heart, the mouth will speak. So from that spirit, that's what the mouth speaks. So until, it's, you're, until you're full of it, you can't speak spirit. So we talked about being full of the spirit. And then last week, um, we talked about some dirt and stuff. We talked about the fruit of the spirit, because really what we've been finding out is we've all been waiting. This is the moment you've all been waiting for the gifts of the spirit, isn't it? Oh, we love us some gifts of the spirit. That's what we're always about. I mean, we have whole trainings now. I didn't even know this was a thing, but I found this thing. Like, you can go to trainings to learn. You can even take, I discovered this last night. Did you know there were spiritual gift tests, just like a personality test? I did one. I said I was supposed to be a preacher. So I was pre- no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, I didn't. I got bored after the first question, and it said, oh, you're ADD. I was like, yeah. Like, you know, uh, but but there, we, we always are wanting the gifts, but we really started breaking down the spirit and understanding that before any of that, We must first know him, let him fill us up, and then there will be this thing called fruit or the produce. It's the things that grow in our lives because the Spirit. And last week we looked at those things, and Scripture gives us a really good idea to understand. This is how you know it's the Spirit, and this is how you know it's you. Because you, it ain't so good. And remember, we brought the tree in here, and we had the fake fruit and the real fruit. And, and I ate styrofoam and everything else. Y'all remember that part? Right, that was to prove the point because that's what it's like with the fruit. We want to make it look pretty and everything like that. But real fruit has bumps and bruises on it. And we want to sometimes be scared because we're afraid. We don't know if we show the bumps and bruises, are people going to judge my fruit? And then we're really proud of the fruit that we made, so you better not take it from us. But God says, no, freely you've, you've received, freely you give. And it's got some bumps and bruises on it, but I can show you that, look, if God can use my fruit, he can, he can use you too. And so we talked about how the fruit must come first, but we always want to seek the power. And, and we're going to look at this. This is actually my last scripture, but I'm saying it first. So maybe this is like an inception time. We're going to start from the end and go backwards. But 1 Corinthians 13 says, though I speak with tongues of men and of angels and know all the mysteries of the faith, and that I could have faith to move mountains. And he's like, I could do all of that. But if I don't have love, I'm nothing but a sounding symbol. That's these things right here. Okay, these are called symbols, all right? This is what you're like to the entire world running around talking about gifts of the Spirit and God. Now imagine I did that all day long. Because we're running around just banging crap. And people are like, would you just shut up? Because you're not speaking spirit. Because the fruit is the thing that must guide us. The produce must be the thing that grows in us before we ever get to using anything about gifts. If there's nothing you take from these eight weeks, if it takes me eight weeks to get this across, the Spirit of God lives and breathes in you. It needs to fill you up so it can produce the love of God, the grace of God, the mercy of God, because that's what draws men to repent. Repent means to turn the other way. So get that first before you go running around wanting to lay hands on people and think you're going to deliver them from something when instead you actually just got caught up in it yourself. Okay. I think it's just me and you, Mimi. <laughs> That's what we have to get. Now, I am not degrading the gifts of the Spirit. After all, they are a gift. But I'm saying we can see Scripture after Scripture, and you're going to see that today, that says, forget those if you don't have this, and that is the fruit of the Spirit. Now, i got to say one other thing, because here in America... We're like all over the place. So before you think that when I say, I get the love and everything like that, this is not the 60s. Okay? We're not hippies running around, peace, love, and bulletproof marshmallows. Okay? Like this is not what we're doing. Okay? Is love 
kind and gentle and meek and all those things. Absolutely. But you know, sometimes the best kind of love is to take someone and say, hey, listen, if you keep hitting your finger with that hammer, if you just close one eye, you could see it better. And like, and, and we can help you hit the hammer. Okay. It would be a lot of love if some of you didn't know how to use, like I've helped my children use drills and stuff like that. It's not love to say, you can do it and just keep letting them jam screws in their finger. And like, you can put that electricity together, put the plug in and not teach them and guide them and discipline them. I wasn't going to say this, but I'm going to say this. Some of you guys use your Bible as the biggest cop out. You want to know why? Because you say, you believe? Here's your Bible. Go do it. You're using that as a cop-out to get out of the work Jesus said to do, which was disciple them, love them, spend your time with them. It says you're supposed to do that, not hand them a Bible. You can't find anywhere in the Bible it says to give them a Bible because the Bible didn't even exist yet. You are the living word of God. And we have just taken it and said, this isn't a Bible, but imagine it is. And we've taken it and said, here you go. You're a believer. You've signed up. You get your free copy. Actually, it's $49.99 at Barnes and Nobles. But here you go. Now go read it and figure it out. And they look at it and they say, what? This is this. Because they don't have the spirit and full of it yet. You are more powerful than the Bible. Not the words in the Bible. Okay, y'all. Yeah, see, I heard some of y'all like, <gasps> not the words in the Bible. But God said, I put that in you so you could go and breathe life and you could go and disciple them. But instead we said, no, 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 (laughs) someone packaged it and we can just give it to them. So let's just do that. That's not the fruit of the spirit. Okay. I'm really not liking how God's having me teach recently, just so you guys know. (laughs) All right. It's been really uncomfortable. Okay. Maybe one day I'll get back to the other stuff. Maybe not. We'll see. So, this is what we have talked about. And I want to say this one thing. Hosea 4, 6 says that my people perish for a lack of knowledge. Now, we are really knowledgeable about certain things, but you've got to know what you need to have knowledge of. I'm kind of doing this all in reverse. It's, it's kind of messed with my head because I studied, I have my notes, and God's like, no, you're going backwards right now. I'm like, okay. <sighs> what knowledge? We do trainings and, and teachings and all this stuff, and, and we learn what list is the bad list of sins and what this, and we have all kinds of knowledge but not the one knowledge that matters, which is to know him. So what we've done instead of actually knowing him, we decided to know a lot of things about all the things he did and created. We said, well, teach me what's good and what's right. That's the tree of knowledge of good and evil real quick, by the way. Just show me what's good and what's right so I can hit the bar. I don't care. Oh, you want to know who did that? I don't care who made it. Just tell me the answer. Then we said, oh, there's this power thing that comes with it. I want that power thing. Do you want to know the fruit and where it came from? No, no, no. I just let me be the man of the hour of power. And the reason we perish is for the lack of knowing him because we don't know the spirit of God. It is not a part of it. We haven't completely lost our own agendas. We can't even do it. We can't even do it for two hours on a Sunday because even that we said, no, the agenda is two hours. Like I'll give you five minutes. I'm preaching at myself too. Okay. Y'all are aware of that? Okay. Because either this is really good and y'all are getting it or I won't see any of y'all next week, okay? (laughs) We have to know him. None of it matters. I don't care how many times you can read me the scripture and define the Greek and the Hebrew and the this and the that and the that. I don't care how how much you can learn what eisegete and exegete is. And I talk about all these things, okay? So I'm not degrading them by any means. I don't care how much you can do all the right things. Morality is not the basis of your spirituality. If that was the case... It didn't matter. Like you could be anyone. You could be an atheist because there's plenty of moral atheists. Morals is not even the thing. You have to know the spirit of God. Know it. Understand it. Be it. Speak it. I mean, so it is coming in to become nameless in it. Okay, that's the end of the message. Now let's back it up. We need to define the word gift. This is the one word we're going to define today. And when I tell you the word in Greek, it's going to be cool for some of us. Oh, by the way, gifts 
Old and New Testament, okay? So we're not going to play that game either it's for some of you Bible scholars, okay? It's in the Old Testament. It's in the New Testament. If prophecy is a thing, there's prophets in the Old Testament and prophets in the New Testament, which means it was Old and New Testament, okay? Now, it did work differently. I refer you to prior weeks to figure all of that out, okay? However, gifts are Old and New Testament. The word gift in the Greek. When I saw this, I, I never knew. I never looked up the word gift because I was just like, gift. Like, hey, here you go. It's a gift, right? Now, no strings attached, okay? We, like, we are gift givers to get. You know, we give to get. That's greed, not a gift, okay? But the word gift is this word. This is exactly how you would pronounce it. Charisma. Charisma. That is the word gift throughout all of Scripture when you see, and there were gifts given, where in some of the, all the Scripture we're about to read is the word charisma. That is where we get the word charismatic from. And isn't it interesting, in our language, we've actually taken the word charisma and it starts to mean different things. Because when we see somebody that's like energetic, and again, this is not shining the spotlight on me. I'm using my own personal example, okay? But I was always told, my dad and me, oh, y'all are two peas in a pod. Y'all got charisma. And they really used it to describe like an energy or about them because my, my dad and I go 90 to nothing. Like, you can tell, right? Motor mouth. I'm Eminem. Okay. <laughs> so, like, we, we, we they, they say, oh, well, it's like this charisma. And we use it to describe things now that we can't quite put a finger on as to why they are the way they are or why they succeed at this or that or why, why these things, why they may have this understanding or knowledge or why are they so good at that? And there's just, there's just this charisma about that. And what we literally mean is it's a gift. So when you read this in scripture, it's the word charisma. And this is what it, this is what it defines to. It's something received without merit, meaning you didn't do something to earn it. Like you couldn't do anything to earn it. You didn't do anything to earn it. It's a gift. Same word used when it talks about salvation and all that kind of stuff. This is where it gets interesting because the word gift doesn't just mean something. It actually means a group of things in scripture, okay? And it means this. It means an endowment of power, grace, faith. Knowledge, deliverance, holiness. So that one word, gift, means all of that. It means something that you didn't get and you didn't, you didn't do anything to earn it. You couldn't do anything to earn it. Like there is no merit system. You know, we do cadet coins up there. And so when the kids learn Bible verses, we give them coins. That's not how your spirituality works, okay? You didn't get a, we're not going to give you a coin today that you get to go home with and put it in your spiritual piggy bank, okay? This isn't. Mario, you know, and you squish one of the turtle shells today and you get to go, you know, level up. That's not how this works. Okay. It says it, it's not off of merit. It was just given. And what are the things given? Faith, knowledge, wisdom, deliverance, holiness. These are the things that are given all in that one word. When it says gift, it's referring to all of this. Now, when we talk about spiritual gifts, there are basically four places in the New Testament, there's none in the Old that give it quite this way, that gives us a list of gifts, okay? And what we have done, unfortunately, because we love to have us some knowledge, we've decided that these are an exhaustive list. Y'all know what I mean when I say an exhaustive list? Exhaustive means it's every list. It's everything. It's all listed out perfectly. There's nothing left out of it because it's exhausting, okay? That's how I remember. Exhaustive. It's exhausting. It's a lot. But this is not an exhaustive list. No four of these are. You know what? This is just fun. Because this is what I do after I've studied. I Google. And I find out what people are saying online. Never start with that. Okay? Never start with, I'm going to find out what I believe about something and Google it. Bad idea. Okay? Go to the scripture. Pray. Get the spirit. Develop it. And then you can go check it against things. And you'll see what settles with you. But I Googled. Spiritual gifts. And there's seven spiritual gifts. There's 12 spiritual gifts. There's 24 spiritual gifts. I was like, where are these numbers coming from? There's, no, there's only four of them. Oh, okay, there's only four of them. And no, there's five. Like, literally, you can find, like, any number between one and, well, actually, no, I think the lowest number I found was four. But, like, there's just, this is how many there are. And then I found and stumbled upon the spiritual gifting tests and stuff like that. And that was quite hum humorous to me. But... If you read these lists, I'm about, we're going to read, uh, we're going to probably read all four of them, actually. When you read them, 
It, here's why there's so many differences. You want to know why? Because some of them are mentioned in all places. Some of them aren't. There's one mentioned in two places and not mentioned in the other two. There's one mentioned in one and not mentioned. Why? Because they were not trying to say, here is your personality test. They were trying to say, when the Spirit gets involved, all of these kinds of things happen, and they're using examples. When you read it, you can actually see that, that he's saying, hey, some this, some this. That would be like right now if I said, oh, y'all know, uh, know about trees since we've been on the tree kick? You all know about trees? Yeah, I know about trees. Yeah, there's, there's some oak trees. There's some elm trees. There's some cherry trees. There's apple trees. Uh, there's bodarks, right? That's a tree, right, Junior? Yeah, there's bodark trees. Uh, in others, peach tree. Yeah, see? See, look. Oh, wow, I didn't think of that one. It's not a real tree because I didn't name it. I didn't list it. And that's how we treat things. And then we run around and, and wondering like what our gifts are and everything like that and trying to figure it all out. We're all caught up and can you name all the trees instead of the knowledge of the spirit that gave them to begin with, okay? So I want to look at these lists and I want you to understand when we're reading them, they are not the complete expression of the spirit of God. All of them together and even others, sure, okay? So there are more. Lots more. Because you can find in other places in scriptures where it says things happen, and you're like, oh, let's try to categorize this gift. What would that have been? I've literally, I'm not coming against, by the way, okay? I'm just, I'm trying to help us understand here, so please hear my heart. I've literally listened to people, like, argue over if something was called a word of wisdom or a word of knowledge. Is it the word of the Spirit? Who cares? No, it was you? Don't say it. Like, who cares what it's titled and named? All of that is for us in our hierarchy and religion. To say, well, because, you know, Paul, he said prophecy is the best. So if you are a prophet, you are better. Oh, you just speak in tongues? <laughs> Anybody can do that. Uh, oh, you pray? Everybody prays. And we create hierarchy over which one's more spiritual and which one's more this. That's why the lists that were ever formed. So get rid of the lists. And let's get one. Because what you're going to find when I read these is there's only one gift. The gift of the Spirit. And everything else is an action or a thing the Spirit does within our world. Okay? You know, I'll prove it to you because I know some of y'all are like, you're not looking clock-eyed, you're looking cock-eyed. I'm like, wait, what? Let's look at 1 Corinthians 12. This is the big one. This is the big list. 1 Corinthians 12 is the one everybody loves and goes to when we want to talk about spiritual gifts. Now, I have one thing to share with you, brethren. This is one of my favorite scriptures. You want to know why? I would not have you ignorant, brethren. I would not have you ignorant, brethren. That whole scripture we always use about how you can change things, the meaning, it's this one. It's so fun. But the thing I have to shift right here is here's how you're about to read it because here's what your Bible probably says. 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 1 says, Now concerning spiritual gifts, brethren, I would not have you ignorant. It actually says, Now concerning spiritual, brethren, I would not have you ignorant. The word gift was added in there to try to help you get a subject matter. And this is very clear in understanding before y'all want to pick up stones and throw me and thinking I'm changing scripture. That was added. Most of your Bibles will show it in italics, meaning that this word was not there because they put it in there to try to help us in English understand. But what it has done is created a whole theology that is poor. And here's why. Because this really would read better now concerning spiritual things, spiritual matters, Spiritual, not natural. This is spiritual. And he says, I don't want you to be stupid. Don't be ignorant. He says, I know that you were Gentiles. By the way, that's us. Okay? We're, we're not, unless you, were, you are a Jew, which I don't think any of us in here are. We were not born and raised in the culture and the understanding. So, hey, we're the guys on the outside learning this thing. And he says, hey, because I know you're Gentiles and you were carried away with dumb idols. And I love this. I love this. I love this. I hope you tie this back to at the end of this message. Okay? Dumb idols. The word dumb means unable to speak. Okay? Not dumb like stupid. Dumb like they can't speak. Because God is a spirit and he speaks. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. The earth was without form and void. And darkness came upon the face of the deep. And the spirit of God moved upon the face of the water. And God 
said, let there be light. He is a speaking spirit. He says, hey, here's the difference between this. We're talking about spiritual things, and we're talking about, hey, we know that you, you all these non-speaking spirits, these dead ones, but we're talking about God here. He says, and you were led off to this. Whereas I give you understanding, this is verse 3, that no man can speak the Spirit of God and call Jesus accursed, and no man can say that Jesus is Lord but by the Holy Spirit. Okay? Let me just break that down real quick. What he's saying is, and this is something that, this is a much more eloquent way to say this, but this is basically saying, you cannot run around and tell me you know the Spirit of God and deny who Christ was, but you can't also run around and say you know Christ without knowing the Spirit of God. Okay? Now, we can get into all of that later in our theology if you want to. However, this is trying to say, when we're talking about spirit, when we're talking about Christ, we're talking about one singular thing, okay? Now, verse 4. Here's how we know, okay? This is my proof for the adding of the word gifts in verse 1. I told you we're going to get a little bit deep into some language here real quick, okay? Because now concerning spiritual things, not concerning gifts, here's how we 100% know that this is not just pertaining to gifts right here. Now there are diversities of gifts, but one spirit. Now there are diversities or differences of administrations. So now we have a gift and an administration. These are two different things, okay? But the same Lord. Now we have diversity of operations. So if this was all gifts, then administration, I've even heard people try to twist, twist this scripture. I was, I'm, I'm, I'm formulating a better way to say what I'm about to say because I'm getting real excited, guys, if you can't tell. I've heard people take this and say, oh, your gift is administration. No, it says diversity of gifts, then differences of administration, so they're different. And then I've heard people say, okay, gifts, administration. And what are you doing? You're just creating another daggum list. Who's a task person? And what, Taryn, raise your hand. I can't even tell you how many reminders lists we have now. And she'll reorganize organized lists. lists. Who's, who's a task person? Raise your hand if you're a tasky person. It's not a bad thing. Okay, well, no wonder we don't get anything done for the kingdom of God. Can you tasky people give us some tasks? No. But this is what we do. We want to create a task list and say, okay, personality quiz. There you go. Does that require anything about knowing the spirit of God? No. That also relies on your own abilities, by the way. Think about that for a second. If I can answer a subset of questions in my own mind that derives me at an answer, the odds are I'm actually quite pleased with that answer. That's circular reasoning. That's what you wanted it to say. Okay? Now, I'm not talking about personality. I'm talking about when it comes to spiritual nature. Okay? So separate those things. It's kind of like the whole horoscope things. It never tells you, hey, you're a crappy person. Fix yourself. You're always great. <laughs> not saying that y'all are crappy people. Okay? These are different, so it's saying these are all spiritual things, spiritual matters that we're discussing, okay? Different operations, but the same Lord. Why is he going into so much detail about the same spirit, the same Lord? Because even back then, people were getting confused and saying, there's all these different things happening. Which one's God? Which one's not? He's like, listen, God does so much in so many different ways. You could not, later at the end, at the end of one of the Gospels, it says, and he did many more things that Scripture can't even contain it. And don't we love to contain it? Don't we love to say, all right, give me a subset. Give me a list so I know if it does that, that's God. And if it does not, it's not God. I have heard people say things that God did. And at first glance, I'm like, God doesn't do that. And then God has made me do that. I used to think, I'm not lying. Put my hand on my virtual Bible. I used to think the people that get, like my dad, who get super really excited about things and just jump around, I'm like, God's not making him do all that. Like, that's just my dad. He's crazy. He's got charisma. <laughs> and wouldn't you be it? I'm standing up here getting super excited and wanting to jump around just like that. And I'm like, ah, oh. I've watched people, and some of you do this too, bow down. And be like, oh, well, some people can bow down, but they're doing it for show. And then God says, bow down, and you don't. I know, I'm hitting this where it all hurts. This is what we want to do because we want to contain it. 
And what Paul is trying to show us here is saying, listen, this is all spiritual things. There's all kinds of gifts. There's all kinds of things that God can do, but it's all from the same spirit. Can you just get this spirit? Don't worry about how it expresses itself. Just get the spirit. Now, but all, this is verse 7, but the manifestations of the Spirit is giving to, uh, is every man given to profit at all. So it also says all of these manifestations, all these things you see are given to every man, meaning everybody's got something going on here, right? Because we all have the Spirit. And it's given to profit all, meaning that it helps all, okay? Now here's where we get our lists. Are you ready? Verse 8. For one is given by the Spirit the word of wisdom, and another the word of knowledge by the same Spirit, and another faith by the same Spirit, and another gifts of healing by the same Spirit. Uh, Verse 10, and to another working of miracles, to another prophecy, to another discerning of spirits, to another diverse kinds of tongues, and to another interpretations of tongues. But all of these work in the self-same Spirit, dividing unto men severely as he wills. Okay, so we are all one body and members, and we won't go into all that, but he's basically saying all these things make up the body of Christ. All of these make up the Spirit of God and His expressions in it, okay? So we're not going to define all of these gifts. We're going to talk about some of these gifts, okay? Because we're going to talk about why we see some sometimes and some other times. We're going to dive into some nitty-gritty to try to try to help us understand it. But what we've got to do here is see this. He lists these things, and every single time, where does he say they come from? Spirit. Let me ask you this question. This was the way it came to me. If it doesn't make sense, I apologize. But can a gift give a gift? Well, my parents told me I was a gift. Well, my mom did. (laughs) And I give gifts because I gave them children. So I'm a gift that gave a gift. The gift is the Spirit of God. Gifts, plural, are all of the things that the Spirit gave. Okay? You only ever have received one gift. You're like, what about salvation? Uh, The word deliverance and salvation are the same word. So whenever we read the word charisma and it said that it was given to them knowledge and faith and all of these things. And then it says what? Deliverance, meaning all of that was encapsulated in the spirit. It was given to you. And now that spirit gives gifts, plural. Actions, modes, tasks, things. That it does, because it is God in you trying to express himself in this world. He chose you as that vessel. If that didn't get you excited, I don't know what does. He could have chose anything, or he could have just chose not to do it. Okay, that doesn't excite you. I'm about to jump up and down. Let's look at Romans 12 real quick, okay? We're going we're gonna to shift gears here, right? This is just all my, this is all my backbone, my layout. I told you the last couple of weeks, God's been letting me just like tell you, but y'all got to read this because some of you guys are going to go home and research and research and research, and then God's going to set you free, okay? He's going to give you some charisma. All right, now, Romans chapter 12 This is basically kind of the same thing. He's talking about spiritual things, and he's talking about how we're in one body. This is basically just in reverse. The last time he talked about all the gifts and stuff like that, and then he said, and we're one body. This time he starts off saying we're one body, all working as a whole. And then in Romans 12, 6, he says, having then gifts differing according to the grace that was given to us, whether it be prophecy, let us prophesy according to the portion of faith, or ministry, Let us wait on our ministering. If it's teaching, then let him teach. If it's exhorting, let him exhort. This is verse 8. And he that giveth, do it with simplicity. And he that ruleth with diligence. And he that uh, shows mercy with cheerfulness. And don't let love be without dissimulation. Hate that which is evil and cleave to good. Be affectionate to one another with brotherly love and honoring and preferring one another. Don't be slothful in business. Be fervent in spirit, serving the Lord. Rejoice in hope, patient tribulation, and be instant in prayer. Now, that word instant means more like to, to desire, to go after, like constantly. But I kind of like the English word of instant, like instantly pray. It's not what it was meaning, but I like it. So you should do both. Instantly pray and desire to pray all the time, okay? So it's saying this, this is what you got to do. Now, you can keep on reading. It talks about distributing hospitalities and, and uh, bless those that persecute you. And, and it keeps going on, basically showing you how to use. Oh, guess what? That has nothing to do with gifts. That has to do with something called the fruit of the Spirit, doesn't it? 
It's amazing. It's crazy. It's almost like the same guy wrote this. Okay, so let's look at Ephesians 4 real quick. Ephesians 4, verse 8. Y'all are like, we've already read two scriptures. Do you have to keep reading them? Okay, let's look at verse 7, actually. But to every one of us is given grace according to the measure of the gift of Christ. Wherefore, he says he is centered on high and, and led into captivity. Uh, sorry, led to capti- uh, captivity captive and gave gifts to men. Now, I'm not going to go into that. Okay, let's look at verse 11. And he gave some apostles, and he gave some prophets, and he gave some evangelists, and he gave some pastors and teachers for the perfecting of the saints, for the work of the ministry, for the edifying of the body, um, till we all come in the unity of faith and the what? Knowledge of the Son of God unto a perfect man, and to the measure and statue of the fullness of Christ. Now, if it goes on, it talks about that we are no more children, and we carry out the, the, the windy doctrines. It's talking about like just like crazy doctrines and all over the place. No, like we're, we're going to go, we're going to hone this in here, okay? And he keeps on talking after that. Now, we've read this verse actually just a few weeks back as well in one of our other discussions, okay? So here's another one. Now, like, no, no, that's the, the five-fold ministry, and that's the this, and that's the that. Just get rid of religion. Who cares? This is all just a part of it, okay? Administrations, operations, gifts, roles, all right? Now, this is my favorite one, and we're going to read a hot minute right here, okay? Because this is pretty good. Let's go to 1 Peter, okay? 1 Peter 4. This is the other list kind of that, that's right here within, within Scripture. Now, what I want to do is there's one particular part of this that has to do with gifts. The gift, actually. This one is talking about the gift that gives the gifts. But I want to back up all the way to verse 1 because it says some things that just are as real as real could get. And it should help us take view of what this whole thing about walking our faith out is. And then as we keep reading, it gives us a little bit more, okay? So it, it's gonna, you're going to be like, wait, well, how does this have to do with gifts? You're going to see it, but some of this is just like, it's a freebie, Okay. It's a little freebie. We're just going to back up a little bit, and this should help us out a little, okay? So we're going to read, uh, sorry, 1 Peter 4. We're going to start in verse 1. Our core of the text is, is 7, but we're going to start in verse 1 right here, okay? Chapter 4, verse 1, 1 Peter, it says this. It says, So for much then, as Christ has suffered for us in flesh, arm yourselves likewise. The word arm there means like be ready, okay? Jesus suffered. Be ready, you're going to as well. Arm yourself likewise in the same mind, meaning be ready and get your mind set on this. Just know that this is going to happen, okay? For he that suffers in the flesh has ceased from sin. Now, can we spend a minute right here? Yes, because I have the mic. What you just heard was if you suffer in the flesh, you won't do bad, horrible, nasty things. The word sin there is the same word sin that is in everywhere else in Scripture, and it means to not have a share in or to miss the mark, okay? This is a much different way of saying the same thing. It's just to die to yourself because it says if you are willing to get in the mind of Christ, oh, let this mind be in you that is in Christ. We could go all through Scripture. It said if you're willing and you say, hey, Christ suffered, get your mind right and say, I'm going to suffer. I'm going to be willing to suffer. I'm okay with that. I'm going to do that thing. And said when you are at that state, completely lost yourself. You're ready to be nameless. That is making its way into this. Wow, I like God. Okay, that's cool. He says, ready to be nameless. Then you won't miss your mark. Then and only then have you ceased from missing that mark. Do I need to say all that over again? I'm going to say it all over again. Okay. He says, listen, this is what Christ was prepared to do. Suffer in the flesh, in the natural, right here, right now. Because he said, whatever the will of God be done. We see that in the Garden of Gethsemane. Take this cup from me. God said, no, you got to do it. He said, all right, fine, whatever it takes, I don't care. 
Jesus coined Nike, just do it. He was like, yes, I like, I, I'm going to do it. Okay, so he says, that's it. And then right here, Peter is saying, hey, Escubulon, it doesn't matter. I look at it all that way. When you are at that point in your heart and your mind and say, my life is, point, I, I don't need it. Whatever the Spirit says, he said, then you'll, you'll hit your mark. You won't miss your mark then. But what y'all decided to do is go get a list of things to say this is hitting the mark. And you got everybody aiming at the same target. And all the while, it, I also need to hang a target all the time. We need water and targets everywhere around here because we use these examples all the time. What we have done is we all say, y'all see that target? Imagine a giant target on that wall. That target is what you're supposed to do. Everybody, do these things. Do it this way. Be this way. Wear these shirts. Blah, 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 blah. Boom. Everybody hit that way. And we are so focused on that and saying, look, look, because we're all hitting the same mark. I can tell you didn't hit it. <laughs> I did. <laughs> and y'all laugh, but that's exactly what we do to each other. All the while, there are people over here that are actually supposed to be our mark. And they're hurting and broken. They're suffering, but not as unto Christ. And we're supposed to say, look at this suffering, but I get some joy out of it. That's called joy in suffering. And it says, hey, this is where you're supposed to go. But we're so busy trying to focus on having a shooting competition that we don't even see all the people around us, all the people needing the spirit to be spoken to them, which is, whoa, I'm getting chill bumps. Do you see it? It's just the reason that he says I give these gifts because every one of those gifts has to do with your speech because he's not a dumb idol. He's a speaking spirit. He says, now I put that in you. Now you speak my spirit. Look at them. Tongues speaking. Prophecy speaking. Words of knowledge. Words of wisdom speaking, speaking. Even in healing, he says, speak healing on these people. All of these things, y'all running around thinking one's more holy than the other and everything like that. He says, it's just speak my spirit. But what we've not done is been filled with the spirit of God. So we speak ourselves. We don't speak what the spirit says. This is how you can get. By the way, that's not me hawking up a loogie. That's me getting frustrated and like, calm down, Jared. This is how you can get the same group of people together all saying, God told me, and God looks like he has split personality, and then everybody throws the baby out with the bathwater and says, prophecy's not real, because I've watched him prophesy, her prophesy, he's the biggest TV evangelist, and he prophesied it. Oh, he's a little guy, but he prophesied right. And everybody starts to argue, because guess what? You're not speaking spirit. You went and found a personality test and decided, this sounds good. Now, again, I am throwing myself in there because I have said and done things that this is God. I'm like, that wasn't God. That was me. That was me. Like, back up, back up. I've also done it, said, no, this is God. No, this is God. And then I've gotten many years down the road and been like, God is like, are you, are you done yet? So don't think that I'm saying, oh, they're all so bad and we're all so good. I'm saying we've got to shift our mind, our understanding, quit chasing gifts and chase the spirit because he is the one that speaks life, speaks all of these things. He says, now I've given you gifts and ways to do that, ways that people will not understand. And when you do it, it will edify them, meaning build them up. That is your end result to know if you just spoke spirit or spoke yourself. When you look at the end of the day and you say, I see life growing there. If you don't see life, you missed it. That's not, you missed it. Oh God, I'm so horrible. It's all right. I missed it. I need more spirit. I better go back to doing something that we're about to see. Every single one of these scriptures has a little bit of a pattern and it's beautiful. You know what that pattern is? It's this right here. Love, fervent prayer. You read each one of these lists of the gift of the spirit. Read it. It either starts or ends saying above all using love, fruit of the spirit. Fervent in spirit, fervent in prayer, fervent. You know what the word that we use for that around here? Ardent. Fervent, passionate desire. That's what the word ardent means. It says be fervent in spirit. It means with passionate, blown, just everything you've got. Jump up and down on the stage just to keep people's attention. If they'll just get the spirit of God, do it with everything you've got. Amen. Getting real excited. I have to calm down just a minute. And then the last one is pray. Every single one of these, before or after, it's talking about all these things. It says, you better do these things first. Have the produce, the fruit of the Spirit. Deal with things in love, meekness, gentleness, kindness. 
Now, again, don't get it twisted that that means we coddle everybody. Sometimes you need to speak life by uprooting some weeds that are choking out the life, okay? Sometimes it's a little, a little rough, but you can do that with gentleness, meekness, and kindness. And by the end of the day, you'll see things growing, not things destroyed. You'll see relationships restored. You'll see things in your life. You'll see depression break off when you begin to use the spirit and not start chasing some gifts. And this is the pattern that you see. Now, that was also at the end. I'm just all over the place with this. Let me just real quick, because I've been preaching for a hot minute. Let me give you some of the reasons as to how I know that there is one gift, one gift of the Spirit, and that is the Spirit. All of the other things are the actions, the tasks, the gifts it gives. In language, they're singular and plural, right? Everybody is aware of that, right? I was trying to think of a good example of singular and plural. Fruit, fruits, gift, gifts. There we go. Okay. <laughs> I went to Mies and Wees, and I was like, Mies isn't a word, Jared. What are you like? <laughs> That's English. That's Red Oak education. <laughs> but they're singular and plural, right? Okay. There's also a whole other parts of speech, some of which we don't really use. In the Greek, there are four main ones. It's nominative, accusative, genitive, and dative. Now, again, I'm not going to be like, all right, everybody learn this, and this is going to be on your test for next week. That's not, but I want you to know where this comes from. These are parts of types of speech. What it does, it infers whether it is the thing is the subject or indirect subject, whether it is the action, whether it is... The, 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 whether, whether it is possession, that's what these things are, okay? Accusative does not mean like to accuse somebody. Accusative means action. It means this is the action that something is doing, okay? The nominative means that it is something that is giving or doing the action. It's the subject of the one doing it. So one is the action of doing it. One is the subject of the of actual, the thing that is doing it. And it flips back and forth. Now, you also have one called the genitive, which the genitive parts of speech means that it is the recipient of this action. Okay? Now, again, I know y'all are like, wait, what? Is it? The reason I'm showing you this is because each one of those that I just read to you, along with many, many others, I've got a list right here. Um, if, if you can't wait till next week because you're, you're so fervent about studying the Scripture, this is a list of every single time. It's horrible handwriting, so I'll translate it for you. I'm going to set it on the piano right here. If you need every single time of where it's nominative, where it's accusative, where it's different, and see the word gift shifting and changes, okay? What you got right here is different cases where sometimes the word gift says it is the thing doing the action. You have other times where the word gifts is saying this is the action. It's a task. It's a thing to be done. And when you read these, you'll actually find out that every single one I just read you, when it's a plural form of gifts, it is not saying it is the subject or a thing. It is saying it is the action of a thing. It's indirect. It's saying this gifts, plural, that was given is given by something else, the spirit, and it's an action of that thing. Does that make sense? Okay. The plural form is showing every time, I'm going to say it all over again, that this thing is the action, the movement, the goal of an initial, an indirect thing. Okay. So it's not a thing itself showing the gift of the spirit, the speaking spirit of God that is within you, it was the thing. He's the thing doing the actions, and the actions that he did was gifts. Charisma, knowledge, faith, wisdom, deliverance. Our kids are learning about Moses up there. And there's a line in the Bible that we could all learn from. Moses said, who are you? He says, I am. I am. Now, sometimes in English we say, I am that I am, but I am, I am. You need salvation? I am that, not me. This is what the Spirit says. You need salvation? You need some knowledge? I am that. You need a little bit of faith? I am that. I am that. 
Because he is the thing that gives the actions and the modes. They are not some kind of self-independent thing in which you grasp that you can be used in any way, shape, form, or fashion. That is just naturalism. That's doing things in your own power. So by that definition, it's not a gift. It's just something you're doing. So my last little piece right here is right here in First Peter, where it continues on. He says he ceased from sin. He should live no longer in the rest in the rest of his life in the lusts of men, meaning the desires of men. This is verse two, but to the will of God. For the past times of our life may have sufficed us to rot, rot, rot the will of the Gentiles and walked in lasciviousness and lust and excess of wine and revelings and banquetings and uh, abominable adulteries, wherein they think it strange that you run not to the same excess of riot, speaking evil of you. Verse 5, for who shall give an account to him that is ready to judge the quick and the dead? Not the movie. A uh, little case in point right here. The word quick right here is the same word uh, elsewhere in this scripture that says life or living. Um, it's the same one. So the living or the dead, okay? Verse 6. For this cause which the gospel was preached to them that are dead, that they may be judged uh, according to the men of the flesh, but according to, the, to God in the spirit. Verse 7. But the end of all things is at hand. Therefore be sober. Watch unto prayer. Verse 8. And above all things, having fervent charity among yourselves, and charity for all shall cover a multitude of sins. Verse 9. And hospitality to one another without grudging. Verse 10. And to every man that receives the gift, even so minister the same to one another as good stewards of the manifold of grace of God. And if any man speaks, let him speak the oracles of God. If any man minister, let him minister as the ability of which God has given, that God in all things be glorified through Jesus Christ, and to whom praise and honor, dominion and power forever. Amen. Now, the next verse you should go read, and it says this, Beloved, think it not strange concerning the fiery trial which is to try you, as if something strange is happening to you. Okay? Don't think it odd when spirit hits the fan. Because we need spirit to get everywhere anyways. Remember it started off saying that this is what Jesus did. This is what you set your mind for. It. He goes on and talks about all these things. And he says, hey, don't think it weird. Don't think it odd. Be ready for it. Rejoice in it. If you keep reading, that's what he says. The way I began to look at it is the harder people press and things press on me, the closer I must be getting to something. The closer, the more that I want to quit doing this, the closer I must be getting to whatever God's trying to show me to do. So I say, all right, God, I need to pray for wisdom. The more that, I'm, that, I, that, that things are coming against me. Now, you can't take that all the time. Things are against me. It's just because the enemy's against me. And it's like, what? You're, you're trying to do what? Like, no, seek the spirit of God. You notice I didn't say, the more that I'm trying to buy a bigger house the more, and it's not working because I don't have enough money in my bank account, it's the bank lying. no. Because did God say I need a bigger house? No, he did not. Now, he may have told you that, but he didn't tell me that, okay? So you can't get it twisted. Wickedness means twisted. Wicked people are in the church, not in the world. The worlds are the sinners. We're the wicked people, okay? So don't get it twisted. We've got to shift and change and say, no, I've got to look at what God said to do. And when things are coming against me to stop the very thing I know God said to do, that's because I'm, I'm, I'm just starting to dabble on this mind of Christ thing. I'm just starting to dabble on being filled with the Spirit. I'm just starting to get there to where the Spirit can speak through me. And whenever I go to use these gifts, these, these actions, these modes that the very gift gave me, I speak Spirit. To where when I'm speaking, it's Spirit talking. It's not me talking. It's the Spirit talking. Into every area of life. Y'all think it's just whenever we're oohing and on in here and it's like, I feel the Lord is telling me something, Leslie. 
And then we share it, and you're like, oh, that was speaking the Spirit of God. No! I could be driving down the road, talking to someone in my, in my passenger seat, talking to my own very children, going down the road, and I have the opportunity. This happened to me. That's why I'm using it. Last night, my daughter wants to ride with me, and I really didn't want anyone to ride with me. I know, parents, you know this. I'm like, can I just have a moment? I was up here with all of the youth. And they're awesome boys, but they made something take 10 times longer than it had to. I was like, can I just go home? And the Spirit of God checked me because my, my daughter rode with me. I was like, okay, cool. And I'm riding, like cranking up the music, you know, because that's, if I don't want to talk, that's what I do. So if you ever get in the car with me, man, Jared's really listening to music. Like, don't talk. No, I'm just kidding. But I am, and, and my daughter loves music, okay? So this is how I know it was, it was the Spirit dealing with her. Because my daughter, if you say you want the windows down, I used, I used to have a sunroof and I let her hang out the sunroof. Yes, I know, bad parent in the 21st century, but whatever. Like, hang out the sunroof. She loves it. And she said, Dad, can we turn down the music? And I was like, yeah. And I'll be honest, it's just natural. She just went to this thing with her boyfriend and whatever, and he gave her flowers. I'm like, this is a mom conversation. Like, no. <laughs> but she didn't. She said, she said, how come people hurt in the world? And I didn't have an answer. Sorry, I told you it was going to happen. <laughs> you left something up here, Mike. Like it was, <laughs> oh, it was the charisma. <laughs> I didn't have an answer for her. And I tried to fumble around to give some kind of a logic and reason to make her feel better because she was asking about some other things and I felt like in that moment God said would you quit trying to logic and reason and just tell her let's pray about it it's like God but that answer's not good enough he said what like this is me having this conversation with God in my head okay so God has the high-pitched voice and everything for me sometimes like <laughs> like I was arguing with myself in that moment back and forth and back and forth and I said, that's, that's not good enough. And my spirit rose up and said, is that not good enough? Do you not? This is, again, this is me. Y'all may be more holy than me. But he said, do you not walk around in prayer and say, God, give me wisdom? Just ask for wisdom right here, right now. Now, most of y'all think, oh, now he's about to get to a great punchline. He had this great story. I didn't have an answer. Still didn't. But I told my daughter, we're going to keep praying that God shows us and gives us peace and rest about why these things happen and shows us how to try to bring the Spirit of God not to let them happen. It can happen in any moment. Quit putting the Spirit of God in a box and quit saying it happens here at church because we felt good and the music was loud and you had a cry moment. Are those things bad? No! They're necessary a lot of times. But don't leave this Spirit here. It's sitting there talking all the time. Just become aware of it. Because then you'll be prophesying and you won't even know you're doing it. You'll be giving words of wisdom to somebody. And they'll say, where did that come from? And you'll be like, I don't, I don't know. Because I'm not that smart. You'll be speaking to someone and something will come over you just to pray for them. For something. I had that happen to me just last week. This is the time I got it right, okay? So God told me this, to pray something. I was like, that makes no sense. Like, I don't even know really what to pray. So I did it. And it apparently was what God wanted to do. Imagine that. I still have no clue what it meant. <laughs> this is how the Spirit works. One-on-one, -on -one, individually, he says, carry it with me, because these gifts are not supposed to be here in the church. Do they express themselves sometimes here? Sure, absolutely. Therefore, out there, Therefore, walking and talking spirit in your daily lives. Not walking and talking church and Christianity. Okay? Unfortunately, these things are no longer the same. They used to be church, Christianity, spirit. It was all one thing because people understood it that way. We've relegated and separated it out now. And when you say church, it no longer means. So, so you just speak spirit. Does that mean things that are happening here at the church come up? Sure. Does it mean things come up about your theology and your belief system? Sure. But begin to breathe life into people. Then come here and get filled back up. 
We should come in here out of breath. Y'all get that? We should have poured it all out all week long. And when we come in here, would to God that when we come in here next week, I don't even teach. A song can't even be played because it's just person after person saying, you know what God did over there? And it's just, this is celebration. And then when the hurting come in here, there's so much joy that the hurts are removed. And they say, whatever that thing is. And then we don't give them a book and say, take this test and we'll figure out what your gift is. And then you'll feel fulfilled because you're doing your gift. It's bull. Just give them spirit. And say, well, how do I get the spirit of God? It's through the person of Jesus. We can walk through this. This is easy. I just taught it for the last six weeks. Stop chasing moves and emotions and, and the gifts because we want the power. And rewind it. And I'm a firm believer. I know that we will see the gifts. We sing songs about it. Pour it out on us, the gifts and the call. Because we do want to see these actions and mode because that means that we are paying attention to the Spirit because this is what he wants to do. So I'm not saying don't, to, to not do it or to not desire it. Scripture tells you, desire those things. But it says before you desire those, you better desire the Spirit.